look at that. The clock says it's five minutes after four o'clock, and I don't look like John Oakley. I don't sound like him. Good afternoon. I haven't seen you in a while. I think the last time I sat in for Oakley, it was over 30 degrees outside. Not today, but I'm back. No problem. There are certain periods of the year where, barring illness, they like to have the regulars on every day, doing their own shifts. Usually, and those times are when everybody, including all of you, are kind of getting back into your routines, like after Labor Day or after the Christmas holidays. Uh, in between, we're, we're caught up in everything else, holiday periods, vacation periods. So when we all do reestablish, uh, like after Labor Day, you hear people like me less frequently. But uh, I'm back, so uh, I'm a Christmas decoration. You can call me that. I show up on the radio around Halloween. I disappear for a while in January and February, and I am Peter Sherman. You can find me here at Global News Radio 640 Toronto at any time of the day, depending on who is here and who is not on any given day, and I'm uh, never short on opinions, and there are lots of things to have opinions on today. From you and from me, happy to be back with you and uh, looking forward to spending the next three hours with you for John Oakley, who will be back tomorrow. And I want to talk about uh, Doug Ford and his government and labor. I think we can say labor has uh, declared war. You want to talk about a myopic view? Well, stay tuned, and we will discuss that. And there's a demonstration shaping up to that end uh, as we speak at the Ministry of Labor over on University. More to come on that. Um, also, the, the uh, issue coming out of the United States about uh, what is definitely being described, and I think accurately, as terrorist bombing. We'll talk about that as well. Um, Semi-decent couple of days for a change, huh? With some sun and some clouds. No rain of any consequence. Cool, though. Five degrees right now, going up to about high of um, eight degrees. When's that? It's late afternoon. Maybe it's warming up overnight. I don't know. What a sneaky way for me to get into talking about climate and the money we have to pay in the name of the climate and uh, the now-introduced Trudeau tax on carbon and how it works or how I think it works. Because I like to think of myself as reasonably intelligent and uh, maybe well-read, and I can't really figure it out. Maybe you can. Uh, if you say to me that you're going to charge me for creating pollution by burning fuel that uh, produces carbon emissions because, Prime Minister, that's what you said. And then you're going to give it all back to me at tax time with uh, some despair next spring. Well, how do you affect climate that way? I pay more for gas. So in your world, I drive less or I think about buying an electric car, less pollution. Okay, then at tax time, I found my return. Whatever I paid or whatever I owe is reduced by some amount that more than makes up for that added fuel cost at the pump or in my furnace room or wherever. But hey, you're a swell guy. You don't need my money in Ottawa. So this incentive will, uh, will lower my dependency on carbon-based fuels like gasoline and natural gas. Or so you say. Well, here's the problem where I come from. This is called a shell game. And it's going to happen in a few short months for all Ontarians and the three other provinces that have said categorically, no carbon taxing. No carbon tax was a basic piece of, uh, and you remember this, Doug Ford's campaign back in June, back in May uh, in Ontario. He killed cap and trade almost immediately, he denounced what you, Prime Minister, want to do, and he is prepared to head all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada to fight with you on it, along with some fellow provinces. Basically, our Prime Minister is telling us that carbon dioxide is pollution. 
which to me means that every man and woman and child and their family pets are polluting our atmosphere because carbon dioxide is the gas that we exhale when we breathe in the air that contains the oxygen that keeps us alive. We have counterbalances. We have living green things like trees that absorb carbon dioxide and they produce fresh oxygen. The circle of life, right? Do our factories and our automobiles burn fuels that emit carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide swing things to a negative balance? I guess the answer is arguably yes. But in the overall scheme of things, is Canada a major polluter? The answer is no. In my view, it's no. Since the Trudeau government's plan takes with one hand and purports to give back with interest using the other, how does it work? Well, here's my guesswork. $1.20 per liter gasoline, let's say, I'm taking a, a median number, will be more of an incentive to fill up and drive somewhere than $1.30 or $40 or $50 a liter gasoline, right? So I might drive less with higher gas prices. It's a false economy if I, if I uh, get the carbon tax portion back, but I have to wait for next spring every year to get it. So maybe, maybe I am incentivized not to drive so much or to switch to some kind of, an, of a, an electric vehicle. Not so for the corporate world. They pay the carbon taxes we pay, but they don't get the rebate. So I again, this is my interpretation from what I've read. It's it's been presented in such a, a cockeyed way. So ostensibly, their incentive, the the corporate incentive, is to use cleaner technology and avoid paying more tax. Meanwhile, if they pay more tax in heating their buildings or operating their machinery or using trucking as their conventional delivery method, and they do all of those things, your price on the store shelf goes up for their products, and they become less competitive. And you have a harder time affording both necessities and the wants that you have. So recently, the Prime Minister and his good pal Christian Freeland, our Foreign Affairs Minister, finished up signing on to the USMCA, OSMACA, they're calling it. This is the agreement that replaced NAFTA. Uh, took them over a year to get considerably less from the United States than they said they wanted, and frankly, less than we needed, but that's just another story. Here's how the new carbon tax and the USMCA dovetail. We have a supply management system that artificially supports high shelf prices for milk. The producers of milk, meaning the cows and the farmers and the co-ops, and the companies that put it in boxes and ship it to the retail stores and the stores themselves will all pay carbon tax, non-refundable. They're in industry, okay? I, I get it. The cows don't pay. That'll be reflected in your retail milk price. Already pretty stiff for something that actually just comes out of a cow's udder, right? Anyway, the Americans can now ship more milk into Canada, but their milk has a less robust subsidy uh, in it, and uh, no carbon tax pricing to contend with, American milk will be cheaper. Get the picture? You don't? Donald Trump did. Donald Trump did. The carbon tax being proposed is $20 per ton, rising to $50 per ton over the next few years. You don't know what that means? I don't know what it means either, but here's, here's how it comes down. Taxes do indeed inhibit spending, but there are projections that say Canada cannot hope to meet the 2016 Paris Climate Accord goals unless we were at, say, $200 per ton. And with our neighbor to the south having rejected the accord totally, we're not even a drop in the bucket here in Canada. And that is if you believe the Paris Accord meant anything at all in the first place, and I didn't, and I don't. So taking carbon emissions changes nothing, or taxing them 
changes nothing. The world is changing. Fewer fossil fuel-driven vehicles, fewer animals farmed for meat, cleaner production technology, more recycling. We'll clean things up, and we'll do it in plenty of time to ensure survival of our species, I think. Fear mongers want you to believe that that's not true. This is a prime minister, and this is a government that told you that we needed deficits to stimulate our economy and cross the line threefold and more. He can't handle money. Meanwhile, the uh, odd-looking blonde guy to the south has his economy rocking and not enough people for the jobs they've created. An unnamed White House occupant refers to Trudeau as the punk kid who runs Canada, and in the U.S., they have no intention of dealing with Paris 2016. Go figure. This is the same Trudeau who brought us a pipeline for $4.5 billion, but has been told by the courts that he can't build it unless he negotiates with 117 different native tribes. He's the guy who got us into a jackpot for criticizing Saudi Arabia a few months ago for human rights abuses, and now there are other countries in less trouble for saying the Saudis sent a hit squad to Turkey to eliminate a journalist that that country didn't want around. I don't know about you, but I don't think an election can come fast enough. Is Andrew Scheer, the leader of the Conservatives, ready to take over? Maybe not. Maybe not yet. But whoever is at the outset, at least he isn't playing games with us. Have I confused you? Well, that's because this is confusing. It's meant to be. By design, the carbon tax is absolutely a tax. There is a net amount that will be in the billions that the government will retain it will go to defray Trudeau's deficit or pay off indigenous people for accepting a national imperative called a pipeline or otherwise squandered, as this government seems very adept at doing. There's another election coming next year. We're done with the provincial one. We're done with the municipal ones. 2019 election will be about the country and whether you like the direction it's headed in. I am suggesting that we're not in good shape, and I'm hoping... We get some relief from the sinking feeling that we're not growing and perhaps quite the opposite. So I have some questions for you. Are you for or against a carbon tax? Do you believe that a carbon tax is an appropriate approach to controlling climate change? Do you understand the Trudeau math on any of this? Would you mind another four cents per liter at the pump if it cleaned up our air? I do believe in climate change. I want to make that clear. I do not believe in air pollution. I want to make that clear. So action is appropriate. Is this a money answer? Does it answer anything at all? 416-870-6400. Star 640, the numbers to call. Peter Sherman in for Oakley. And you're with Global News Radio 640 Toronto.